Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. I am extra excited to deliver this episode today because I absolutely love this guest. Olina Osipov from the food blog iFoodReal is a friend of mine. She's an amazing OG blogger. She is incredible and full of knowledge. And in this episode, she talks about one of her focuses recently, which is YouTube content creation. And she specifically talks about batch producing YouTube content in order to be more efficient in your business. She gives some great tips. So if you are looking to get into YouTube or more into YouTube, please give this one a listen. You're going to love it. This is episode number 387, sponsored by Rank IQ. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to eBlog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave eBlog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Olina of iFood Real has been blogging for 11 years. She began producing content for YouTube and shared content on the platform for three years. In 2021, she needed a break because she recognized she was burned out. She's happy to share that she's back in 2022 with a new strategy and is back at it. Olina, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Megan? I'm good. Thank you for asking. A little cold. It's a little cold here in Minnesota. How is it in, in Canada? This, the same. Yes. <laughs> yes, in Canada. Well, Vancouver Island is usually warmer like Seattle, but right now it's very cold and snowy, which is great for food photography. <laughs> oh, right. I try not to go outside on days like today and I just really enjoy my cozy home. So I'm, I'm focusing on my cozy home right now. I am with you. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we have an awesome topic to dive into today. You are such an expert in the realm of YouTube and video creation. But first, we want to hear if you have a fun fact to share. I do have a fun fact. I spent a day yesterday thinking, and my fun fact is <laughs> that I ate banana only once until I was 19 when I immigrated to Canada. Okay. And when I came to Canada, I could not believe that it's everywhere. It's only like 40 cents a pound and everyone is eating banana every day. So, okay, say that again. So you ate a banana every day? I tried it only once in my life. Oh, you tried it only once in your life. Okay. So is it just gross or what? We just didn't have bananas. You just didn't have them. Yeah, oh my gosh. it is a fun fact. <laughs> that is mind-blowing. I Yeah, like I didn't even understand what you were saying because I like not having bananas is like bananas yes. <laughs> yeah like who doesn't have bananas exactly. I know yeah since then I eat banana every day <laughs> I'm obsessed with bananas. okay so now you know the magic of bananas and you're in love I am in love well I was in love back then but I 
couldn't get them. It's just because Ukraine used to be such a, like, we didn't import any produce. So everything was seasonal. So you, in winter, right. you just eat pickled stuff. And in summer, you eat what was grown. So tomato, cucumbers, you eat as much as you can July, August, yeah. and then they're gone. Yeah. So do you have a bunch of banana recipes on your blog? Lots of banana muffins, banana breads. I just like to eat banana. Yeah. Bananas are one of those magical foods that go with so many things. They're so yummy. Yes. And it has to be a certain stage of ripeness. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally agree. Yep. There's like a really small window where they're perfect. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, well, I'm glad you've been enlightened into the world of bananas. I'm so glad (laughs) to know that. And do you have any YouTube content on banana recipes? Uh, Some banana bread. Okay. Muffins. Yeah. Well, let's talk about YouTube since we pivoted there. You are amazing, Olina, on YouTube and in your videos. Every time I see one of your videos pop up on Instagram, I watch it in its entirety. I love your... You just are so... You're such a light. You're so bubbly and cute. and, And the videos that you put together are so... They're just curated so well. And I mean, you're the star of the show. It's I do it for you because you're so, you're just fun to watch. So let's talk about how you've successfully created content for YouTube. I would love to hear how and when you dove into YouTube. How did you see or I guess when did you see the value in creating YouTube content? Well, I started my YouTube channel the same time I started my blog, and that was 2011. And back then, I was working as a marketing person in a company, and it was close to my house. So at a lunch break, I would go home and record myself with like an old camera for YouTube. And back then, the algorithm was so like, you know, it was easy. And if I only kept it since then, mm. kept going, <laughs> it would have been amazing by now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I tried it in 2011 and then I kind of stopped because I think the biggest struggle with YouTube for me was the comments. <laughs> and mm. if you've never done YouTube, YouTube audience is very honest and 50%, um, well, I don't want to sound, but there are a lot of men and men can be, especially towards women, you know, there are some yeah. inappropriate comments and stuff. So it was a little bit discouraging. So I stopped and then I went back to YouTube in 2019. I'm like, I'm going to give it a try. And we did at that time, instant pot was all the rage. So we kind of concentrated on long form instant pot videos. And that did really well for two years. It was a lot of work. YouTube is a lot, a lot of work. So I think I got a little bit burnt out because I I had to show up every week and in some pot cooking, when you're filming it, it is quite labor intensive and time consuming. Like imagine cooking in some pot pot roast on a video. So you mm. have to sear it and then you have to put it in and then you have to wait for it to come to pressure. So you're sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> it was like four hours to record one. It's a lot of waiting. And again, like when your channel is growing, this is a very honest conversation. When your channel is growing and you get comments, and again, a lot of comments were, you know, I got a little bit discouraged again. And YouTube is a very long-term game, so you have mm-hmm. to really give it a try. So I took a break from YouTube and again, <laughs> oh. <laughs> welcome to, to entrepreneur's life or blogger's yes, life. Right. 
oh, this is amazing. I am, I'm doing so good. Oh no, I suck. I'm I going bankrupt. Yeah, I need a break. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I figured it out. <laughs> I'm on yes. top of the world again. We so can I all relate to that. All relate. We can all relate. So I took a break again in um, 2020. I didn't do anything. And beginning of 21, I said I would like to come back and just have a more efficient, better strategy. And that's when I came up for with better strategy that has been working for me this year. Oh, so far. Okay. So you've been implementing your new strategy for almost two years now? Only one year. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So we want to hear about your strategy because we can all relate to what you just said about yay, I'm going to do this. Oh, wait, this is really discouraging. I need a break. Oh, yay. I mean, you know, like that back and forth thing is something that we all deal with on various platforms, I think, especially YouTube. So where do we start? So do you, first of all, do you record your videos yourself or do you have someone else do that for you? No, I do have a videographer. So beginning of the year, I found a videographer and here's a tip how to find someone that you can afford i just went to google and first page in my local area videographers of course the quotes were insane so you just i kind of like kept going to page two and three and contacting so i found this girl and she's a wedding photographer actually but she's familiar with the camera and she's young and she is um She's learning and she needs work. So she doesn't have an established business like more seasoned videographers. So I did hire her for a reasonable rate. So my tip is find someone who is in a beginning stage of their career versus more experience because the quotes were ridiculous. Like it doesn't mm. make sense. So I found her. <laughs> page one is like, no matter what you're looking for, whether it's photography, whatever service, page one is like, nope, out, out, out. <laughs> yes. And there is a lot of talent that's not on page one. <laughs> like kind of like our, yeah. we bloggers with a lot of our delicious recipes not on page right. one. <laughs> right. they're, they're good recipes, but they're not on page one. <laughs> Right. We are a proof of that, right? (laughs) Yes. Mm, How do we get to page one for everything? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So you found her by just digging a little bit, going a little bit deeper. Yes. And I live in in small towns, so she lives in a bigger town, but we managed. And this is a proof that you always have to keep looking and keep digging. Don't give up. So she lives in a big city couple hours drive so we agreed with her one time a month she will drive out and she's actually going to another town on the way to her parents and she's not going to charge me travel fee and she comes once a month and we do four to five videos at a time so it's a full day of shooting oh wow that must be exhausting to do that many very (laughs) yeah very exhausting How do you prep for days like that? Like, do you have scripts written out? Do you have absolutely everything planned that you can? I do plan. The hardest part is to decide which recipes you want to cook because you have to know your audience. You have to know what works. So that I would say the hardest part. I always go with recipes that are already on my blog. So I know they will not fail like when I'm cooking it I've cooked it many times already there are no surprises and I shop groceries I don't prep a lot ahead you could do that like you could chop up all your carrots and celery and onion but I think YouTube is 
where people like to learn and it's a long form mm. video. So they do want me to see, to chop that onion a little bit, of course, not a lot. And then when I don't do script because I do voiceover after. Okay. Okay. Well, that helps that so you don't feel pressure to like say all your words right and then redo it and then rechop and all of that. Yes. Especially, I don't think I would be able to do it with four or five videos at a time. And especially in English is not my first language. So reality is it is harder for me to talk on camera than for someone like okay. lucky, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So you do minimal prep as far as like chopping, but you do have like, obviously you've got your recipes, you've thought through what your audience wants. And do you take input from your videographer before she gets there? Like, do you collaborate beforehand or does she just show up and learn what you're making that day? She shows up and she sets up everything. Sometimes if I want, I do watch a few YouTube videos on the same recipe from other YouTubers and see what people like and what people do. It's actually very, very educational if you go watch for this recipe other top videos because Mm. I go wow she yeah that's right she's saying this about potatoes I never thought about saying that so you kind of like get an idea for what footage you want to be filmed so sometimes I tell her okay I like the style of this video and please watch it I want kind of like to incorporate that but then as we're going through it I'm telling her show this longer or show make sure yeah. you show this so then I have this material for a voiceover part. Okay. And she's pretty receptive to all of that like open to hearing your suggestions and everything? Yes, she will do whatever I want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying her. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a big piece of it is just finding someone who will kind of take direction, right? Because I'm sure that a lot of videographers would show up having their own idea about the way it should go, but she's willing to hear you, which I think is really important because you ultimately it's your blog and your content. Yes. I think when you are a YouTuber, you want the footage to be edited a certain way and you want to show certain things. She doesn't even cook that much, so she wouldn't know what to, otherwise it would be like hands in pants just longer kind of like form. So I do think you have to be your own editor. Director, producer, all of it. Director, director. (laughs) (laughs) But another thing about prep is to make sure you have all ingredients around you, taking out, you, uh, you can line them up as per recipe. It is helpful. Like let's say if I'm making chili, I will line up my spices and my canned tomatoes and just leave it overnight. I have a studio so I can line it up all on a kitchen counter and no one is touching it. And make sure your all your tools are clean and ready because you won't believe it how many times I'm like, oh, I need a cutting board for meat. Oh, it's dirty. Oh, it it has pain. (laughs) Oh, it's so those kind of things. So that's really helpful to do the day before. That's a lot of prep, but I'm sure it pays off when, I mean, four to five videos, that's a lot. So any prep you can do is super helpful, I imagine. Yes, it, it is a lot of content. And it also depends what kind of videos you're doing. Like last time we were doing Thanksgiving and Christmas, I thought I would die by 2 p.m. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> is it over yet? <laughs> because I made two cookies, which you have to chill the dough and roll it out mm-hmm. and cut them out and put the icing on top. And I think I did 
turkey breast and a green bean casserole. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, is Thanksgiving over yet? <laughs> is Christmas over? <laughs> I think we all feel that we're all like over Thanksgiving by November 1st, just done, done with all food related to Thanksgiving. That's life of a food blogger. That is yes. true. And for me, right. it's even worse because in Canada, I, I, I was laughing this year. I started doing Thanksgiving content in September and then there was Canadian Thanksgiving in October. So I already cooked oh. it for YouTube, cooked it for a website. I celebrated it in my house in real life. And then I'm like, we're still on Thanksgiving and it's only like October 20th. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. You're like done for years. <laughs> yes. But that's how it works. Yeah, that is our life, right? Blogging. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So how do you recommend... So if people are inspired by what you're saying, Olina, and they're like, okay, I want to do this. I want to batch content for video. How do you, where do you recommend starting as far as like how many videos to produce? Because I know that takes some stamina to do four or five. Where do people start? How much time do you have? Like Hmm. start with one and you do get more efficient. Start with one or two. See the format you want it to have because there are different formats there are very successful youtubers who are just showing hands and it's a nice music playing and <laughs> you're sitting watching her mashing bananas and <laughs> they're doing well and because it's their content it's the very unique different recipes so you don't have to be there but there is also content like with me where people come for the face and for to see a person and because YouTube audience is very connected to you that's where you show your personality yeah okay so start small and then as far as like format how do you decide what kind of format do you just start with something and then let it evolve or what do you think I think it's like blogging you just start trying things and throwing them out there and see what sticks yeah. Is there an easy format to start with? Like what's easiest? I think the easiest is, and that's why I can do four or five videos a day, is um, we record all intros at first. So four intros. So that's where I'm really thinking what I'm saying. And then you can show how you're cooking the process. You can do a few snapshots of your face, like you in action. And then if you want, you can do taste tests. So really, you're pointing camera at food most of the time, except the intro and the end and a few in between. So, And you find that to be easiest because I think the hands and pans videos, like I feel like you need to get capture everything, right? And if you miss one piece of it, then you need to redo it. So doing like an intro and then just kind of you in action. And then did you say you do an outro as well? Like an ending piece? Yes. Taste test. Okay. Taste test. There you go. So that's pretty approachable. Intros are easy. What are your intros like? I'm curious. Oh, my intros, they used to be very long when I would tell stories. (laughs) And then then I got so many nasty comments. (laughs) Oh, you just keep blabbing. You're just like talking too much and get to the point, get to the point. So among all of this, not niceness, I, yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. that people do want short and sweet. So my intro is less than 10 seconds now. I just make oh. sure, <laughs> yeah, I just make sure I announce the keywords, what I'm making and say something catchy about this recipe. Like why would they want to make it? 
like what is it we're not chilling okay. dough for four hours we're chilling it only for 30 seconds or oh, 30 minutes no 30 seconds yeah. sounds like a dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a dream <laughs> Yeah, wow, less than 10 seconds is really short and sweet, but that is just enough time to like tell them why they need to make it, introduce yourself, and then get to it. Yes, and I think it's enough time to show your personality mm-hmm. because nobody has patience anymore. <laughs> nobody, even I don't have patience anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's right. attention span due to phone and everything and social media was like we're used for everything to go bam, 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 bam. Although YouTube audience is different, it is long form, but still, they're here for the recipes and they're going to hear me talking throughout the whole entire recipe. How long total are your videos typically from start to finish? We keep them around five minutes, not longer, because we found that's the length that works the best for us. Okay. And do you recommend people experimenting with that, like starting at three? Yes. Just experiment. You do want it a a little bit longer because again, YouTube is a long format platform and just try it. Try three, try four. And then you can, once you try a few, you can dig in into YouTube analytics and see where people drop off. You can analyze it all. Analytics are amazing and see what they like. Is there a time that's too long, like 10 minutes? I don't know what 10 minutes, 10 minutes is long. Okay. I think my, my Instant videos used to be 17 minutes and 20. Oh, <laughs> nice. I am, I'm like, who is going to watch all of this? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like you try, like you have to try. And I still get some very mean comments that why is your video 17 minutes? And blah, 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 but people don't understand. Like I've been trying. <laughs> You just have to put right. different things I'm out there. I'm experimenting. Leave me uh, alone. Yeah. <laughs> so you've mentioned the comments a few times. Do you ever just pass that off to someone else so that you don't have to dig into those mean thing words? They got better. <laughs> oh, did they? The comments got better? Yes. Yeah, so maybe I just don't see them. Uh, yes. I have a VA now for a couple of years. She's doing comments. And to be honest, yeah. I'm not even reading comments. That's good. I think it's important to, to like shield yourself from that a little bit. Yes. If possible. Yeah. I have read one time some Hollywood big star was saying, yeah, I don't read comments because then I cannot be an actor or something like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is genius. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't read them. But however, there are some still come through and I do see them, but I think I grew thick skin. Like I got, I got better. Mm. I used to be very sensitive. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's important too, that we do have a little bit of a thick skin because we put ourselves out there all the time on our blogs, on video, on social media, on all these platforms. So once in a while, we're going to read things that we don't like that people have to say about us. So to be able to just be like, oh, whatever, to blow it off a little bit. But also I think we need to shield ourselves too. But over time, that's something that I feel like we just all gain over time is that thick skin. And I think it's good to have that. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think it comes with experience and time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, it's one of those things like just sit back and wait and you will get it. In the beginning, (laughs) when I was first starting to blog, I did not have thick skin. I was like, oh, this person said that. My husband was like, who cares? I'm like, I care. This is (laughs) the end of the world. And now I just feel like... I don't give a crap what anyone says about me. Yeah, but it took 
12 years to get to that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Men are amazing. I'm like, can I, I, know. I, be, like, can I be like you? <laughs> I know. Seriously. I was always in awe of my husband just like blowing it off. I'm like, how can you do that? <laughs> I know. And not thinking about it when going to bed in the middle of the night yes. and waking up. Three o'clock in the morning. Yep. <laughs> yes. I know. I hear you. I know. No, it, it gets better. So it does get better. I promise. Like some, I have the most super popular instant pot chicken breast and I get the nastiest comments why is it seasoned only with salt and pepper and garlic powder people cannot get over that and you should like you should read those comments there there are a lot of not nice ones like the language is not nice or appropriate yeah but now I go like "Eh, okay I'm just I'm just not gonna reply to this it's it's a popular recipe I don't care as long as it's doing well Right. There's one. So I'm not huge on YouTube, but I, like you, I started a long time ago. So my channel's big-ish for a food blogger, I think, just because it's been around so long. But there's, so I don't have a ton of content, but I do have some, like maybe 200-ish videos or something like that. But there's one video that's super old that I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want people to look at it. The comments (laughs) are so mean and it's about the food which is Mm -hmm. so confusing. It's like, this is a pasta dish and you people are like, I mean, like death is mentioned. It's so crazy what people get riled up about. I I remember reading those, this was years ago. I was like, what is wrong with these people that they can come on here and just say the meanest things about me because of this pasta? Like, I don't know. It's so confusing to me. Yes. And as we all know, unfortunately, especially the last two years, and when you get into this online business, you realize people are mean. Not all, but I think the fact that they're hiding behind a keyboard, computer and phone, they think that they can say something they would never say it in your face. It's like if you're driving and there is not a nice person driving, doing not nice things, they (laughs) they will be so brave when you approach them in your car and say, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, they will show you everything they can show. But then if you... Like if you follow them and get to the parking lot and you come out of a car and they come out of a car, they say, oh, hey, how are you doing? Totally different. Yeah. It's so true. That's the same. That's the perfect analogy. Yeah. Yes. Hello, food bloggers. Just taking a quick break to chat about Rank IQ. It is my favorite keyword research tool for many reasons, but right now I just want to talk about the functionality of the tool and how easy it is to use compared to other keyword research tools. Have you ever opened a keyword research tool and had the urge to scream or pull out your hair in frustration because you have no idea what the heck you're even looking at? Same. The first time I opened Rank IQ, it was such a welcome surprise. It is easy to understand right off the bat. It's easy to use and it doesn't provide a bunch of numbers or details that I don't need to know about. It is very uncluttered and straightforward. There are literally three columns of data after each keyword and all are super easy to understand. Competition, visits per year, and time to rank. No crazy abbreviations or unnecessary data, just straightforward and helpful information that will help guide you through the process of finding those fruitful keywords. If you are overwhelmed by your keyword research tool, check out Rank IQ to clear out a little clutter in your life in 2023. Go to rankiq.com to sign up and check it out for yourself. Now back to the episode. 
So your advice to people getting started on YouTube is not to take that personally. No. And actually, it's a sign that you're doing good. Mm. You're growing. <laughs> you're doing well. Because if you're getting not com- no comments, <laughs> nobody is watching. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's your sign that you're making it's progress. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yes. yes. Oh, I love that. That's a great spin. <laughs> so you talked a little bit earlier about how like you line up your ingredients just to prep in advance and make sure all of your stuff is washed and clean and ready to go. Are there any other things you do to just make your video day easier? What else do we do? I think that's about it. And after that, after we shoot a video, we do all the final shots of all recipes together. We really batch work. So we go through intros in batch, then we cook everything in batch. So we time it. So if I'm cooking casserole and a salad, I will cook casserole first. So it is cooking in the oven. While it's cooking, I'm chopping the salad because that's quicker. And then at the end, we do all the final, we call them beauty shots to show the final product. And then we take photos of me holding the dish in batch as well. And then I will do taste tests all in batch Mm. (laughs) at the end. So by the time I get to recipe number four, I still have to be excited. Oh, <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what is so funny? And I'm when I'm doing it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I have to look excited for this. I cannot even eat anymore. And, and I'm like, how is it going to look? And guess what? By the time you edit all the footage, just keep smiling. You edit all the footage, you put it together and you add some nice music. It looks really nice. Like it's mm. good. It looks genuinely excited person eating this turkey. <laughs> <laughs> So I just, I just learned you have to keep smile, just cook with smile on your face. It's amazing what editing can do. <laughs> I know that it feeling. Actually, of like, yes. Yeah. In the moment, you're like, this is not going to translate well. But then when it's edited, you're like, okay, that actually Okay, this looks lit. Yeah. Like when your right. videographer sends me, she sends me all in batch and I go, oh my goodness, I'm scared to see uh, how did I look? What, how is my face? And I go, oh, okay, this is good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah, just be confident, put a smile on your face, and just do yes. it. Yes, just yes. keep smiling, says yes. Alina. <laughs> <laughs> so what equipment do you provide, and what equipment does your videographer bring? Since I have a studio, I do have built-in lights, so that's helpful. And she has three cameras. I know not everyone who is especially starting can have three cameras, but she brings her three cameras. Okay. And what else? And and that's all we use, just lights and yeah. cameras. Yeah. And your studio, is that, I'm just curious on this, is it in your home or separate? Yes, it's in my home and separate, both. Okay. It's, it's above the garage, detached, detached kind of garage, and it's a space. It used to be like a one studio suite, and we converted in a studio, yes. So I walked okay. 20 steps to work nice yeah. which is nice to have it not in my house because then I can I it's not a mess but things are everywhere and I don't have to clean yeah. them up every day right yeah. and distractions you, you're not distracted by household tasks or anything like that it's separate yet really close I like that 
that's a blessing and a curse because then things don't get done in the house. <laughs> mm, yeah, I hear you on that too. <laughs> yes. Okay, so once you take everything, you get all your footage and you're exhausted probably at the end of that day and your videographer leaves. How does it go from there? How long does it take her to edit? And does she send you drafts or how does that whole process work? Right. We agreed on two weeks. It takes her two weeks to edit all the footage. Then she uploads it to Google Drive and it just edited raw footage with my intro where I'm talking and the rest it's silent. So I take that and I do know, what am I using? Final Cut? Yeah, Final Cut Pro. So then I work with it in Final Cut Pro. I um, do voiceover and add music and that's it. Okay. Yeah. So you take her footage and you do the voiceover and add the music. So you guys kind of do combined editing. Yes, because it would be hard for me to do a voiceover without Mm -hmm. her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of have to do it myself or I have Mm -hmm. to talk during the video, which is not easier. Yeah. And then how many different versions of each video do you make? Do you make like a vertical one on the spot and one for YouTube and Square? Like how many of those do you go through? Right. Yeah. So we do one long format for YouTube and then we do one vertical reel style. We used to do hands and pants, but now that's reels are the thing. We do just a reel. Okay. And then you repurpose that probably like, do you put it on Pinterest or Yeah, everywhere. Instagram, TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing TikTok. Yes. Yes. I use it as an Instagram reel, pin idea. What else? TikTok. Yeah, I think we post it on TikTok. Do you put it on Facebook too? So what I'm doing with Facebook, I'm feeding my Instagram reels onto Facebook. So it will show up there. Yep. Yep. But what is doing really well, and I don't know if that's we're going to talk about it, might as well now, is YouTube Shorts. Oh, right. Yes. Talk about that. Yes. So YouTube Shorts, I use those vertical reels for YouTube Shorts, and we found our sweet spot under 10 seconds, and our YouTube Shorts have been doing better than anything ever lately. Oh. So I encourage under everyone. Under 10 seconds. Under 10 seconds. We, if you go to my YouTube channel, iFoodReal, you will see that it's five seconds. I have some 18 seconds, but it's under 10 seconds that's doing really well. 18,000 views, 7,000 views. Like that's wow. our average. Like that's a lot for me. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So we found with those, people don't care to see long format, everything. I put my face sometimes in there. Sometimes I don't. We call them beauty shots. It's like literally me opening a freshly baked muffin. And as I open it, mm-hmm. steaming. And that's like five seconds. People watch it. Boom. 8,000 views. Amazing. What? That's yeah. crazy. People don't have attention. <laughs> yeah. It is so true. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer that people should at least be experimenting with this if they are creating video with YouTube shorts. Yeah. Totally. And they will start monetizing them in February. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Yes. And then are they rolling that out like just little by little or do you know how that's going to go? I was reading a couple weeks ago. I think they will, I think slowly, January, February, but I think early 23. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Great. Anything else about YouTube Shorts that you think people should know if they're wanting to dig into that? You, I think they definitely have to give them a try. They are underrated. So what happens with YouTube Shorts, if your video did well, it shows in that first page Google video carousel, you know, which one I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if it did good only so that you get a spot there. And also I noticed it shows up as a SERP on first page for a while in the beginning, like first couple of weeks. So you can be on page one too with your YouTube short. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's reason right there. I think everyone hearing that would sign up and it's requires such little effort if you are already creating video just creating that 10 second snippet why not I feel like that is like I said earlier no-brainer we should just be doing that yes and And even I don't do video for every recipe but I try to even if I'm cooking it and I'm not doing video just for pictures when the final dish is done I'm taking my phone and just recording 10 seconds and that you can use as YouTube short. Okay, so it doesn't need to be highly curated. It's kind of like TikTok where things are more raw and real and you can just record quickly on your phone. Quickly on your phone. And we've been using them for Instagram Reels too. They don't do amazing, amazing. Like Instagram Reels do better when my face is there and I'm there. But it works too. It brings awareness. And YouTube Shorts, we even tried like pretty covers like on Instagram Reels and those don't work. So (laughs) the uglier, the better. (laughs) (laughs) I love to hear that. Yes, please. (laughs) I even do it in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) in the dark. Let's see how ugly we can go with this. Like pitch dark. (laughs) No, I mean in the evening, like at seven o'clock. Like it's not daylight. It just looks like there are not many comments on shorts because again people don't <laughs> engage people just scroll it's right scroll. oh good that's yeah. good that there aren't comments there. <laughs> oh. Oh. well that is I think that's great to hear an encouragement for a lot of people who are creating video or want to in 2023 so I wanted to back up just a little bit and ask you about so your editing process so your you go through and do the sound how do you schedule out and how far in advance do you schedule your video content So we create video up to a month, month and a half in advance. So in October, I'm shooting my Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving and Christmas recipes. Okay. Yes, because my videographer needs two weeks to edit and then I get them and I work through them in batches as well. Two at a time, I find it's easiest if I'm, I'm already sitting here and have my final cut ready to go and to record a voiceover I do too because you have to get in a certain mood and kind of like jive and energy to record voiceover because the most biggest thing I learned about being on camera when I'm cooking and I look very serious and everyone does because you're thinking and then I am looking at myself on camera I'm like oh my goodness like why do I look so mean (laughs) so so you kind of, it, it's like acting, it's like playing the same with voiceover. If I start recording only my normal voice, it sounds very boring and sleepy. So you mm. kind of have to be, oh, hey, like today we're yeah. making this amazing and look. And, and so you have to get into that group. So it makes it easier to do again batching. Yeah. And that's a good reason to do what you guys do, where you 
take her footage and record as you're watching her footage so that you can compensate for some of that. Like, you know, like being perky and upbeat while you're looking at your like your your videos. So I think that is a good reason to do that separately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So editing, scheduling, how do you promote your video? Do you have like a process for ways that you do promotion? Yes. YouTube is, I found the audience from YouTube is not willing to go and visit your website. They just want to stay on YouTube and YouTube wants to keep them there. So I give them the full recipe there. Everything is there. So I kind of rely on that, that people will find and my subscribers and a lot of our audience comes just from YouTube search. That's the biggest. And then as soon as video is published, I do it every Monday morning at 9 a.m. We send out newsletter with the link. So we promote it to our subscribers because the first 24 hours are important. Oh, okay. Yeah. So expand on that a little bit. So does that just mean that you have to, yeah, what does that mean? You have to promote your video after like, like a lot and hard during the first 24 hours after it has been published, because that's when YouTube algorithm determines how popular it is and how people like it. And the more people like it, the more algorithm will push it to show in their search and stuff. Does that include replying to comments? Yes. Yes. So that does require you to, or someone, to go in and read those comments. <laughs> yes, yes, we do that. It's important. And if the comments are ugly and negative, do you reply at all, or do you just completely ignore it, or do you delete it? Honestly, they have been nice lately. <laughs> I think I'm so glad I to hear that. <laughs> you deserve that. I think because I stopped doing 17-minute videos. <laughs> so was that the main complaint, just that they were long? I think I was talking too much oh. <laughs> on a video where you you want to teach people everything and you want to share everything, but we all know the reality and the video are two different things. So it was way too long, correct? People yeah. just want to get into things. Uh, we do reply. We, we kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. But if they're inappropriate, like political and stuff, yeah, we've been getting a lot of those. Oh, gosh. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. And we don't engage with those. Or I do say to point out that let's love everyone. Yeah. The whole killing with kindness thing is, for me, it's gotten really fun at first. Like I mentioned, it was like, what? I want to like strangle these people. (laughs) But then you get to the point where you realize that when you're super nice to people, when they don't deserve it, it's kind of fun because I think it throws them off. So I am like, I love it. Whenever there's a comment, my VA will tell me like, Megan, you wouldn't believe this. Like she shields me for most of that. But if it's like outrageous, she'll share it with me. And it's so fun to just like ooze kindness and generosity and grace. And they're like, I'm sure they're like, what is she doing? But isn't that like, there's something about that that's just satisfying, gratifying. So true. Absolutely. And that's where life experience and experience and blogging comes in. That's why you can Mm -hmm. do that. That's part of growing thick skin. Yeah. You just feel like sorry for this person because... I know. Why would you say that? Clearly, you are not doing well inside. Yeah. Right. Because you don't do that. I don't do that. So clearly, something is broken. So you just feel sorry and 
it's kind of nice to be nice. I yeah, it feels I, good to be nice. It feels good, like you, because uh, you do get this feeling. If you get mean back, you reply in a heat of a moment, and then I go, well, I do. It, it was I reply in a heat <laughs> of a moment. Oh my gosh, I hate you too. And then I go home and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. Like this is yes. nice. Everyone is gonna read it. This is not me. And I go back and delete it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I've been there too. Yeah. It just feels icky inside. You know that that's not yes. the right response. Yeah. Exactly. And just take your time. Like, don't reply to it right away. And I also learned, like, lately, especially like the last couple of years, if you're being nice everywhere, you're getting your way. Like, I, I can get, mm. even if I'm returning something at the store and it's way past return window, I always get a refund back. I'm just, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I know it's past, but please. And like, and yes. yeah, it just be nice. People appreciate kindness, especially today when there's a lot of not kindness in the world. Mm -hmm. When you are super kind to people, even when mm -hmm. they don't necessarily deserve it from you, that goes a long way. It really does in any aspect of life, I think. I agree. Totally true. Okay. So we've talked about how to deal with those comments in many capacities. I'm curious if you have any tips about how to present yourself well on video. Like, Do you have any secrets about how to just look amazing or sound amazing or anything like that right and that's that's important you show you show up and you have to show yourself so that yeah. was one of my always big concerns oh my gosh I gained two pounds can people see mm. it I'm doing healthy recipes how can I gain two pounds <laughs> oh I have a second chin <laughs> so there is a lot of anxiety about that but there are definitely things you can do and that works first of all you will need I learned you will need more makeup than you normally do so I do extra blush on my cheeks so I don't look like death because that was <laughs> main problem so you put more when you look in the mirror you look too much but on camera and the light they take away from that so that's my tip number one and I have a tip for clothes wear some bright solid color clothes the shirt especially that's what shows the most and not with a pattern because I found that's really distracting but if you add some pop, bright color, pop of bright color, yeah, I think that's right. I feel like that's your trademark, Olina, your blue shirt. And I think you have like a red and pink or something too, but I love that you do that. It looks yeah. so good. Yeah. And I wear the same shirt for four or five videos. I used to think that people are like, oh, the same shirt, but nobody really cares yeah. if I wear the same shirt. <laughs> So no. I even started wearing the same shirt every photo shoot. It doesn't, you can even find your own signature clothes and just wear that all the time, yeah. like the same shirt. And it's going to be like your, everyone will know a girl in pink shirt, for example. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did that. I just talked about this on another interview recently. I was telling someone that I unintentionally was wearing so you know the magenta color of the eblog talk logo that I love that yes. color so much yeah I was unintentionally wearing that color for every single like video and photo shoot and I I was like oh my gosh I'm like gonna blend into my I'm gonna become my logo if I'm not careful so I had to start wearing other colors <laughs> like black and you know yeah. things that didn't make me like 
become the logo. But it's funny how we do that without even thinking about it. We're just drawn to certain colors or like bright colors. And yeah, and I think that's okay, right? Just to brand totally. ourselves a little bit. Yep. Totally. Like if you find a color that looks good on you, blue, why I wear a blue? Because I have blue eyes. When I put mm-hmm. a blue shirt, they look even more blue. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't want to look at blue eyes? <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> like blue eyes are better than like no color eyes. Yes. Like, if I put black, I literally have no color eyes. I look like death. I'm so white. <laughs> so I don't do that. So I just wear a blue shirt. Find what works for you, which one you look good, because people do like pretty things. Yeah, that's so true. That's the truth. <laughs> it is. So do you have any other tips about like how to present yourself when you're on video, like standing up tall or not slouching, anything like that? Standing up tall. Now I'm going to think. Standing up tall, I always try to get my videographer to put the camera that's filming me that it's higher than Mm. my face because then I don't have double chin. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a real thing. Oh, it's it's a big problem after 40. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can film from a little bit higher, that makes your face look skinnier. (laughs) Yeah. Same as phone, actually. If you hold your phone, like if you're doing a selfie video, like hold it higher and your face looks nice. The chin. That and tuck, well... Oh, I have like, I have a little bit of a belly. (laughs) Oh, you do not. (laughs) It's, I'm telling you this YouTube videos make you very self aware. Mm. Like, so I learned if I um, put on not jeans, because when I wear jeans, it really, or pants really cuts into like things look different on video. So I just wear my Lululemon tights. So it's smooth. Mm. And when my shirt is falling over it, it's kind of like smooth as well. So you know mm. what I mean? There is nothing. Yeah, um, I do. It just looks better on the video. I, I'm not saying that jeans look odd on me in real life. They don't. But on a video, it just looks a little bit different. Because that's all you show. You don't show legs. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, exactly. You're partially cut off. So you have... I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. like So I find if you have just a shirt that's falling freely and not cut by anything, it just clean look on a video unless you're wearing an apron i think apron is very nice to hide anything white nice apron ah that's a good tip i like that i never considered that but i should have (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) these are great tips okay anything else with appearance that you can think of do your hair what looks the best (laughs) and just the same i think what you have to do is when you start you Put yourself together what you think looks good and you go record yourself and go look at that footage because I was amazed what looked good in a mirror in a bathroom on camera shows completely different and just just move things around and feel comfortable right I I remember when I was doing video I don't there were some that I'm like I just don't look comfortable I looked like like stiff and rigid or like I don't know but just anything you can do to get into that comfort and just feeling like you're you know you're okay you you like your hair you like what you're wearing all of that you just it carries over when you feel comfortable yeah totally I don't think anyone is comfortable when they start <laughs> that's true <laughs> that comes with experience but you have to start to get an yeah. experience I think that's why the 10 second intro format for example works because it's quick and you're 
off the hook kind of like done and as you get more comfortable you can do longer so yeah get started is the gist just get started <laughs> like show yeah show less of yourself in the beginning but then slowly increase it yes and again like i will say it if you are if english is your first language like it shouldn't be very hard for you to talk about things as you get more comfortable that's my personal struggle because it's harder to have yeah. a nice flow yeah i totally agree this has been awesome you've covered like every base imaginable when it comes to getting started with youtube or even if people are on youtube and they just want to redig in like you did Olina, is there anything you feel like we've missed before we start saying goodbye? I think we covered a lot. I just want to say that keep in mind that YouTube is a long-term game and people come there for you. And it is not a true social media. It's like a search engine. That's good to keep in mind. Yes. So sometimes your video can take, it can go get some traction like six months later or as it collects views then it starts popping up in um, search results go study the search results and see where youtube shows up because google owns youtube so what i find is with video when i first published it i remember healthy pumpkin bread the new video i schedule it to premiere on friday to go out on monday and already on friday i'm on first page of google showing wow having a spot that is going to premiere. So Google favorites, YouTube, fresh content. Mm -hmm. Then we published a short and it was there. Then they show up at the bottom of the page on desktop and results are different for Canada and United States. So go study what it looks like and kind of like go from there. What's your goal? Like I don't look at YouTube. Let's say I have my borscht video recipe well, it collected a nice amount of views now. It is showing up on page one at the bottom because, but it wasn't there at first. It took a couple months. Oh, that's a great tip. I like that too. So much, so much good stuff here, Olina. Thank you so much. What a valuable conversation. We appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you, Megan. This was fun. Let's do it again. This was so fun. <laughs> well, you kind of left us with words of inspiration, but do you have anything additionally, either a favorite quote or extra words of inspiration for us? Yes, I have that I learned from awesome. my own experience. And my quote of inspiration is you always learn. Ooh. And that comes to when I'm thinking I've been blogging for 12 years or something I've been a mom for 16 years. What else can I learn? Well, from every experience you learn. So if you think, oh, conference, why do I need to go to conference? I know everything. You always learn. Oh, this podcast mm. name. Oh, I kind of know about this. But even if you listen to it and it is 30 minutes, and if you learn, know 95%, I can guarantee you 5% of it, you didn't know, and you will learn. So you always learn. That is so true. Yes. So, yeah. Massive yeah. theme of our chat today. Thank you so much. So we'll put together show notes for you, Olina. If you want to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash iFoodReal. Tell everyone where they can find you on your blog, on YouTube, social media, et cetera, Olina. So my blog is iFoodReal.com and all my social media is the same, iFoodReal. Pretty easy. Everyone... Go check Olina out. She's so amazing and you're going to fall in love with her. So thanks again, Olina, for being here so much. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.